You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! What's up, everybody? Playoff edition of All Hang Up and Listen. I am Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike. Brought to you by Out Liquor, the place to buy a case over on, we find it, where's the logo? There it is, on George River Boulevard here in Buffalo, New York. For all your playoff night game night needs, whether it's the Leafs playing the Lightning, the Rangers playing the Devils right now, the Avalanche playing the Kraken, so many great first-round matchups here to kick off the NHL playoffs on night number two. Uh, and nothing, no matchup better. I think not much more anticipation than the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs hosting the Lightning tonight uh, in Toronto, of course. Uh, a lot of expectations, especially after the trade deadline that they had, bringing in bodies like Jake McCabe and... Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, just name a couple. Uh, you know, big question mark and net, obviously. Uh, Murray not able to go uh, due to injury, so they had to rely on Samsonoff, and they get absolutely roasted tonight. 7-3, to three, some controversy, yes. I guess you can say that. I mean, there was questionable calls on, calls on each side, but, I mean, questionable calls aside, that's not the reason they lost. They lost because they didn't show up tonight. They lost because Bunting took a stupid elbowing penalty to the head of Saranac, ending his night right after Hedman left their game uh, and never returned. So the Tampa was without their top two defenders from pretty much most of the second period on, I would say probably 35 minutes of the game, they were without their top two defenders. And uh, yeah, there's really no excuse for losing. There just isn't. Uh, you know, you, 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 were, you, you uh, didn't have to deal with potentially the best defense in the last decade. Saranac, another very, very, very reliable uh, top-line defender for the Tampa Bay Lightning, a guy who plays a very physical, brutal, brutalizing game, you know, to deal with him, uh, even though the way he left the game, you know, I'm sure uh, hopefully he's okay. I know people, you know, tend to say, you know, what goes around comes around with him. But, again, you never like to see a guy with a head injury. I'm just, I just, just, I don't care who it is. You only see head injuries in any sport. So, uh, with that being said, um, Toronto just again roasted seven to three. Kucherov getting on the board, Sorelli getting on the board. Just, I mean, everybody was in on it tonight for uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and there was a lot of chatter uh, coming into this too that fans really. And I, I'll admit, I was too. I was thought, okay, I think I think the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, I'm sorry, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think this might be the year they finally get that monkey off their back and break this first round play. They get through the first round. 
Um, if that's what we're going to see, no, they're going to get swept a hundred percent. You're still going up against guys like Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, you know, until we hear otherwise, uh, you know, Victor Hedman, uh, Anthony Sorelli, Braden Point, uh, just an absolutely stud, stud lineup still with so much playoff experience. That team's essentially played almost four years of hockey in the last three. Um, pretty damn close to it. I'd say, you know, three, uh, I would say uh, three and four quarters season. Th- uh, yeah, three and but yeah, three, three and three quarters uh, of a season in three seasons, you know, with the amount of playoff hockey they played on top of, you know, regular season play in the last three years. It's, it's wild, you know, how good they've been and how long. And I, I just don't understand why anyone would expect otherwise, especially if Vasilevsky turns into, you know, turns it on. I mean, he can, he by himself can win a playoff round. So, I mean, again, I don't really think anybody should have felt overly confident going into the series that this wasn't going to be a slugfest. Are they going to get swept? No, probably not. But again, if you don't figure it out quick, especially when you're hosting games one and two and at least split this home and home series, this home for the first two games, uh, you're in trouble going back to Tampa Bay because we know how electric it is down there in Florida when the Tampa Bay Lightning hosts a playoff game. It's, it's, if they go down two games to none, I'm calling it right now. It's either over and four or over and five. Just I, I that was never faithful in their goaltending. Never. Um, Samson off and Murray. I just never saw them as being the two guys that were going to really get this monkey off their back. Uh, I, I maybe win them a playoff series, but I never viewed them as a, a tandem that was going to carry you deep into the playoffs. I don't care what you do with your lineup. I understand Dubis is like, well, you know, if we can't keep the puck out of the net, you know, let's try and score as much as we can. Well, Ryan O'Reilly came through tonight, you know, uh, with with uh, Toronto's first goal, and they made it 3-1. And then William Nylander with an absolute beautiful snipe from the top of the circle, was so patient on that, threw it far corner on Vasilevsky, threw a screen, he never saw it at all. I don't think he saw the shot even get taken. Um, but then again, due to poor game management penalties, uh, you went from three, two, uh, back to, I think it was five, two pretty quickly. So I, I got, I just, listen, I I'm friends with a lot of Leafs fans. I'm friends, you know, whether it's in real life or on social media, like I respect the hell out of you guys. I really, really do. Uh, all jokes aside, all memes aside, all videos aside, I really, really respect the hell out of you guys because at the end of the day, you guys just like us Sabres fans and for us Bills fans for the longest time, and obviously a lot of you share a lot uh, some of that Bills fandom with us, us being the closest NFL team with you guys just north of the border. You know, you know, we know what that's like. We know how how much that sucks, and uh, so I can relate. I really, really can. Uh, and honestly, if you guys do find a way to get through the first round, I'll be happy for you. I really will, you know, as much as I enjoy, you know, the online side of things, ripping on, ripping on the fan base, ripping on the Leafs, you know, all love for me to you guys. I, I, re- I really truly do mean that because I n- know as a Buffalo sports fan, what that's like, it sucks. Um, and hopefully things are on the up and up for us Sabres fans going into next season. And that rivalry will be, that rivalry really like be hot again. Like it was in the nineties and the early two thousands. Uh, 
But I digress. Leafs lose seven to three, game one of uh, their op- the opening round on night number two of the NHL playoffs. And again, there was just a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of expectations for this Leafs team. Again, with what they did at the deadline, uh, everything everything that the moves that Dubis made, kind of mortgaging a lot to put this team in the best position, not just to score more, but to defend because they never had a problem scoring. They just, they just don't, you know, you have Austin Matthews, you have Mitch Martyr, you have Alex Nylander, you know, you, you have, um, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, who's capable of putting the puck in the net now, you know, that acquisition, but you also needed that uh, do a better job defending because I think of the lack of consistency you have in that, um, you know, that's why you go out and got Ryan O'Reilly because his ability to play such a strong two-way game. That's why you went out and got Jake McCabe. And I, you know, I think he's a very underrated defenseman. I, I love his game. Um, I, I don't know, man. I just, if you, if you go down two games to none, uh, going into Toronto, or I'm sorry, going back to Tampa Bay, I think that's too steep of a hill to climb. I really, really do. And that barn, that team's, I mean, they, they looked energized tonight. They looked ready to go. And I said this too, uh, in the two weeks latest, because it's always been kind of prevalent, you know, evident that this was going to be the first round matchup for the Leafs, the Leafs in Tampa. Um, I always felt that Tampa is more built to win that matchup because of how brutalizing and physical uh, the first round can be. Uh, you know, people like to talk about, you know, Corey Perry is a dirty player. Pat Maroon, you know, he's out there to do one thing. But, yeah, those guys are out there to do those things. And, you know, like they're out there to play that physical style. And you saw it out there tonight. You saw it out there, especially with Corey Perry. Like he had a major effect on that game, his ability to forecheck in the offensive zone, um, to play a physical, really physical brand of hockey, to play with an edge. Same thing with Pat Maroon. That's what they're there for. That's why those guys are so valued in the playoffs, because they can play that style of hockey. You know, some people seem to think that maybe Wayne Simmons should have been a guy that was brought into this lineup just for that reason. And I don't, I mean, I'm not saying I, I, I agree, but I definitely don't disagree. I, I, I just, um, you, you need that type of style of hockey sometimes, especially in the first round where, you know, things are a little bit more loose, more physical, more brutalizing. And I just think Tampa Bay just has those guys in their lineup that are more built for that brand of hockey. And I just don't see the Leafs. They don't. Ha- they don't have that. They just don't. Um, you look up and down that lineup, and you try and find those guys. I, I like Jake McCabe. He plays a very physical brand of hockey, but he hasn't really played much playoff hockey in his career. I, I don't know if he played much. In, you know, made it to the playoffs with Chicago. I don't. I don't believe he did because um, they've been. You know, again, a, a shit show the last two seasons. Uh, definitely never. I don't think he ever. Yeah, never played it. Uh, played a playoff game with Buffalo. So you look at that. You, you, you look at that, like, is that the only guy that's going to go out there and play, like, a really physical brand of hockey? I know Michael Bunting does. He got fucking thrown out because, you know, he threw an elbow to Saranac's head, and there's no questioning that. That's what he did. That's 100% what he did. He got thrown out for a dirty elbow on Saranac, and it deservedly so. He should have been. Uh, we'll go through the box score here. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning, scoring went to Nikita Kucherov with a goal and two assists. Corey Perry, again, I said he had a major impact on this game. One goal, two assists, uh, and he had seven shots on net, believe it or not. 
Uh, Anthony Sorelli, a goal and an assist. Ross Colton, a goal and an assist. Braden Point with two goals. Uh, Belmar with a goal. Uh, Ian Cole with an assist. Brennan Hagel, Alex Killorn, uh, Perbix, uh, and Sergachev all with assists. Uh, and again, even though he didn't face, you know, I mean, he faced some some tougher quality of shots, and obviously his night wasn't as busy uh, as both the Toronto goaltenders. But uh, Andrei Veseleski, you know, the cat, 28 saves on 31 shots, uh, did his job tonight. And you don't really want to allow that guy to really get hot because if he gets hot and you don't get on him early and quick in game two and he's feeling really good heading back to Tampa Bay, his series is over. You know, again, that's a guy, that's a goaltender who can single-handedly win a playoff series by himself. There is zero questioning that. Uh, I don't care how much he's played over the last five seasons, you know, in terms of both post uh, regular season and postseason. He is an absolute monster in the net. And when he gets hot and when he's feeling good about good about himself, uh, there's no better goalie in the league, in my opinion. Uh, Mitch Marner, for, for the least, Mitch Marner with three assists. Awesome Matthews with two assists. Kale Yamark with, an, with a goal. Uh, Willie Nylander with a goal. Ryan O'Reilly with a goal. Johnny Tavares with an assist. And that was really it for uh, – uh, for scoring. I forgot too. Sam Lafferty was an acquisition for you guys at the deadline. You know, you forget some of these names, Luke Shen. I, I was a I was big on Luke Shen, uh, for Buffalo too. I, I love his game. I always hope that maybe Buffalo would try and make a move for him if they were going to really truly make a playoff push and they decided to go with Riley Stillman instead. I mean, yeah, that is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I just, you, you, you know, TJ Brody too. They brought in TJ Brody, uh, another big, you know, big acquisition for them. Uh, they did things on both sides offensively and defensively to try and make this team built to win a playoff series. But it doesn't matter when your goalie just does not show up for you. He literally just does not show up. You know, uh, you know, Samsonov was never six goals, six goals against on 29 shots. And then they brought up Joseph Wool, the rookie. He let in one goal and I got five uh, again, that third period was over. So, they were just trying to get out of that alive. Uh, you know, you saw Tampa Bay not taking too many chance, chances physically or defensively, you know, especially after losing both uh, Hadman and Saranac. You don't want to take too many chances in your own end and possibly going down another defender. You didn't even see him attempting to block shots. I mean, that's the last thing they need to. And again, I'm not, you know, as a Leafs fan, I don't think you should be rooting for injuries, but I mean, I guess you would hope that Hadman and, uh, Saranac can't go for game two. Give yourselves the best op- you know, opportunity to win. Even though that's not how I like to think. I want to beat the best team that Tampa Bay can field out on the ice. But uh, that gives you the better opportunity to win. I guess you should hope for that. Uh, you know, they're not ready to go for game two. I mean, again, we don't know the extent of the injuries. Uh, I'd assume Saranac was a head injury. And I, I did not see the extent of the, uh, of the Victor Hedman uh, injury. Oh, you have some comments here uh, from from hockey and Elise fans. Uh, woo from Gar. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. Woo laughs blow. Thank you, Aaron Griffin. Eh? I don't know how long I'll be on, but I had to pop in to say two things. Uh, McCabe should McCabe should get a hearing. Agreed, hundred percent. One Oilers fans are trash, and I hope the Stars want to go after the disgusting booing and throwing things 
after game one OT loss to fuck Toronto. They are ready and primed to do it all over again. Uh, Duba way overcooked this team at the deadline. Six new players is too much. I agree. He mortgaged a lot. And if you can't get things figured out and you get bounced in the first round again, I am telling you, man, I know it's just rumors, you know, money talks, bullshit walks, but I mean, you got to think Austin Matthews wants to win. And if they can't get this shit figured out this season, he's gone. There, I, and his and Nylander's contract are both up in the same year. And William Nylander is probably most, one of the most underappreciated goal scorers in the National Hockey League. And that guy could potentially be on the market too. Uh, again, if, if things aren't looking up for this organization, especially if they don't get Pat Dubas is gone. You got to imagine Sheldon Keefe is gone. They're going to completely blow it up. I think a hundred percent. Um, Toronto fans were st- still weren't classless enough to do what Oilers fans did at the end of a blowout. Agreed. I, I think Oilers fans, they were, they were also upset because of the, the high sticking call, even though that was a blatant high stick on that goal in overtime uh, that was called back. I think they were more upset with the officiating with that than they were with their team. But uh, I mean, they're, they're definitely have every right to be upset with their team, but I think they were upset with that more, the, the high stick uh, goal reversal. Um, Tampa Bay was totally hiding in the weeds for the playoffs. They knew what they were doing. I don't disagree with you. Samsonoff. I got, is this, this is a direct quote from Samsonoff. I played like shit today. Uh, yeah, no shit. You did. Um, Let's see, Chris Durek. Again, I think this team has already quit on Keith and Dubas. That's my thought right now. I don't know if they've quit on him, but I think that that and I, I'll post it. You know, I'll bring it up uh, on this. I'll share my screen. That facial expression after I think like the sixth goal set it all from from uh, Austin Matthews. How about four of the top ten goalies were on two teams two years ago? Vanacek and Samsonov on Washington, and Shosturkin and Goryev in New York. That's what we got with UPL and Levi. Let's keep them both. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I could see them keeping UPL. I could see them, you know, parting ways with them and trading them. I could see either thing happening. It really can go either way. Um, Bunting gets an automatic carry, right? At least one game. I have to imagine. I mean, that was a blatant elbow to Saranac's head. And I guess you could say everything you want about Saranac. I understand he has a guy who play with an edge. He's, you know, he's, you know, skated on the line of controversy a lot so far in his career. So you could guess you could say what goes wrong comes around, but at the end of the day, you never like to see a guy go down with a head injury. You know, that's their livelihood. They have, they have lives after hockey and families. And I don't want to see a guy, you know, loses marbles during whether it's a regular season game or a playoff game. Um, that's just my opinion. You're one percent correct. Wayne Tampa is the perfect team to counter Toronto. I talked about it with a friend. What was Toronto? That was Toronto's worst matchup. Agreed. Again, they, they they play with a high level elite skill, but they can also play a physical brand of hockey with guys like Corey Perry, with guys like Pat Maroon, guys and Saranac too. Even though he got knocked out of the game, those guys play a physical style with an edge that's perfect for the playoffs. Excuse me. Yeah, but I uh, I don't know. I just uh, I think that. Again, I've said it a couple times, but you really hope that Sheldon Keith gets these guys in order uh, for game two, because if you don't, uh, it's either over in four games for a sweep or it's um, or it's over uh, again. It's it's over uh, in five. I don't even see it getting past five games to be 100 percent honest with you. It's uh, definitely going to be a long road, um, you know, and I hope they really think things through here. Because if they're if if they don't get their act together again, it's going to be a short short series. 
I do want to share my screen with you on a few things. Uh, I love, I love making memes. I love, uh, you know, Toronto's in the playoffs, especially in, on nights like this where they're really just, you know, pissing down their own legs. So I had to share the screen to show, uh, again, I want to show the Matthews, um, the Matthews expression. Um, because I think that that really said it all. I believe this was after the sixth goal. Um, again, this expression really says it all, right? Look, look at that. No caption needed. I mean, the look of just—he's dumbfounded, dumbfounded. Because I don't—I don't think I don't think I—I I really do think Toronto. While you should feel good about yourselves, while you should play with swagger and play with confidence, I think they did not take this Tampa Bay team seriously enough. Um, I know this has not seemed like Tampa Bay teams of the past five years, but again, you still have the elite talent of Steven Stamkos, of Nikita Kucherov, of Braden Point, Anthony Sorelli, um, all these guys up and down that roster who have been in these situations before, have won before. Brendan Hagel, 30 goal scorer this season. You know, you forget about him sometimes, sneaky 30 goal scorer. Uh, again, th- this team is just full, full of elite talent just offensively. And then you look on their blue lines, you know, Sergachev, uh, Hedman, you know, Sarnak, These, this team is just full of players offensively, defensively that are built to win in the playoffs that are just been there in every single situation. And then you have a world-class goaltender like, uh, you know, Vasilevsky in that who by himself can win you a playoff series. And, might just do that for them. He, he, he might not even. He might not even have to. Honest to God, because it, you know, if you show up like that, you don't need your goaltender to pull this out on his own. You just don't. Um, another video here. I, I just again, I I, I I had so much fun on Twitter. Here we go. Bring it up. Look at this. This is a very accurate description of what it's like to be a Leafs fan. What is he doing? He's throwing away the bat. <laughs> One more time. What is he doing? He's throwing away the bat. Ah! <laughs> Open that way in your first playoff round. Hit the crossbar and smoke in your fans in the face with all their doing? hopes and desires. The ah! I could watch that on repeat. I love it. Absolutely love it. A um, few more. Again, I, I just I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of it. So a few more. One more. My favorite one that didn't get as much love as I'd hoped on Twitter. Uh, bring it out right here. Where is it? Where is it? We find up oh, there. It is. Smell. For all you Seinfeld fans out there, uh, again, you can never get enough of uh, these types of uh, funny memes and videos. Here we go. Austin Matthews, the moment his contract expires. Everybody, I think I smell some smoke back here. Fire! <laughs> I love it, man. I, I have so much fun with it. Uh, and again, all love for Toronto fans. You know, you guys give me a lot of shit for my Sabres, too. You can't even deny it. Uh, you do. Um, let me see. I have one more. See if I can find it. My reaction, one of my reactions to uh, a Leafs goal tonight, or a Tampa Bay goal tonight, 
It was they gave up two goals tonight, two goals uh, with less than 30 seconds remain or three seconds remaining in the period. And it just blows my mind. Like the worst time to ever give a goal is right at the end of a period uh, in the first and the second, because it's just a big momentum shift. And this is, this made me cackle. This was funny uh, right here. Hold on. Boom. Seconds. The bar is the penalty has come out. <laughs> you get the infamous Austin Matthews look there. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One hold more on. time. One more time. One more time. Just one more time. Come uh, on, one more time. Just watching. Seconds winding down. Two man advantage, of course. There you go. Little backhand just along the ice. <laughs> Samsonov doesn't seal the ice. Oh. Right to the five hole. And you almost felt it coming as you're watching it because you just you knew that they had the two man advantage, ended it was only a one man advantage, and you just knew that was coming because you saw how the first period ended. I think it was like two and a half seconds left, and then they score that with a tenth of a second left. They couldn't keep the puck out of their net, and it was over right then and there. If it wasn't over before that, it was over right then and there. And you saw the expression on Austin Matthews' face, the express the same expression that all Toronto fans have tonight after that game because it just you know it's mind numbing. It's absolutely mind numbing. That uh, yeah, you know, you you show up with such a lack of intensity tonight. You really did. Um, Mauricio, thanks for popping in. Uh, the Golden Goose is being slayed. Lightning players, lots of injuries, need ice baths and pool party. <laughs> uh, Toronto started getting chippy early, and I told my friend they don't want to do that to Tampa and get Tampa to play their more physical game because they will destroy them, and they did. Yeah, it's what happened. You know, like they can't match up with Tampa physically. You can't. So you don't want to play that style of hockey. You want to try and you gaud them into in, in, into special team situations where you get the power play and use that power play unit that's done so well for you all season. You know, get them on their heels. Uh, Austin with the thousand kilometer stare. That's exactly what that was. Uh, where's the clown show? <laughs> right. Again, I, I appreciate the love on the videos. Uh, again. But uh, I don't want to. I don't want to take up too much time tonight. I again had to jump at the opportunity to hop on here with you guys. Toronto loses seven to three. Um, game one of the opening round of the playoffs, um, and it's just been a ton, ton, ton of uh, a ton, ton of fun. You know, over the years watching the Leafs just choke in the playoffs, but. All due respect, I do think if they can tie this up in Toronto uh, in game two, this game, this series goes seven games. They they need to win game two because um, I just don't see them pulling it out, going down two games to nothing uh, in a Tampa Bay into that arena um, because that, that, that arena is electric in the regular season, let alone the playoffs. Uh, they're going to make those walls shake down in Tampa. They go uh, uh, into Tampa up to nothing. So win game two, I think you, you you push this to seven games, really make a series out of it. If you lose game two and you got all the wind out of your sails and I think the series will be over. With that being said, guys, hey, thanks for hopping on. This has been uh, I'll Hang Up and Listen, NHL Playoff Edition. Uh, I think we're going to record tomorrow um, on a new episode of Two Goalies One Light to kind of give our Sabres season recap uh highs and lows you know more more in 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 detail uh you know Ryan Drury you know uh 
returning guest, friend of the program, is going to be on with me and Hurls. Uh, and hopefully in one special guest. We'll see. We'll see if he has a time to come on with us for, you know, for a short, short amount of time. Uh, hopefully. But remember, guys, I'm brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case over on Georgia Boulevard. Uh, don't waste. Don't haste. Get over. Buy a case. Uh, love you guys. Uh, be well. And let's go hockey, guys. Hey, everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey, Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we're bringing coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Come on, let's go to the blue hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.